Hey, USA Volleyball fans, this is Steven Munson, co-host of the USA Volleyball Show. Here's an excerpt from one of Karch Kirai's NTDP Academy courses. Hi there, I'm Karch Kirai, head coach of the USA Women's National Team. Welcome to this session on learning. It's a big one and an important one. I got to play on the men's team for quite a few years, and four of those years we were coached by Marv Dunphy, one of the all-time great coaches in this sport, and one of my favorite coaches. And one of the things that he loved to say is, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And that applies even if you're getting just a little bit better, because the implication behind that is other teams are out there working at least as hard as we are, other coaches, other countries. And so we have to try to maximize our learning, our improvement, and take advantage of the time that we have together in a more efficient way than anybody else, um, and as efficient as possible. That's the bottom line. To learn more from the players on our team, from our staff, from me, subscribe today to the NTDP Academy at usavolleyball.org. City, Colorado Springs, Colorado. This is the USA Volleyball Show. And here are your hosts, Clarence Hughes and Stephen Munson. Hello and welcome to the USA Volleyball Show, the official podcast of USA Volleyball. I'm your host, Stephen Munson. And unfortunately, a little bit of a weird episode here. Clarence Hughes, uh, my normal co-host, unable to join us today. He is on the ground in Tulsa, Oklahoma for the 2022 USA Volleyball All-Star Championship, running things there, uh, getting pulled in all sorts of directions. So unable to join us today, uh, but he was in the interview, our conversation with our guests. So you'll hear him there. Uh, but we're still running through, still running through with this episode. So, uh, yeah, I'm Stephen Munson, your host here today, and our producer Curtis Ward here is in the background listening in. Uh, and you're just Curtis, you're just coming back from boys. Uh, how was the? How was the? We we heard you in episode forty, uh, grabbing a couple interviews for us uh, at Boys Junior Nationals. But how was your experience there? <laughs> It was great. Uh, Las Vegas was was a super fun city to to host the boys event. So um, that was great to be a part of. And to yeah, just to see kind of some of the athletes wandering around the city after competition and stuff going to some I know a few of the teams were talking about they went to some magic shows. Yeah, and that was cool. A few comedians I heard people talking about. But yeah, it was just it was a great great year especially just the competition levels i feel were awesome there were several matches that drew pretty big crowds um and so that was fun just especially if it would just be a standalone court way out in the middle of all the rest of the courts and then you just have crowds yeah. just building around it um it was also fun to have gabby garcia fernandez who is the oh, yeah. opposite on the u.s men's national team so that was fun. He was there giving autographs, meeting, greeting, and also awarding some medals to some of the athletes. So that was fun just to watch watch the athletes just get to interact because he took the time to to thank and and congratulate each each oh, athlete fun. before he awarded the medal. So that was that's fun so to, cool. Such a cool experience for those athletes. Yeah, right. 
And, and uh, yeah, so just a great event. It's, I mean, just a big thank you to the city of Las Vegas and Mandalay Bay for hosting. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to next year in Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of next year, uh, let's jump into the news here. Uh, we have a topic that kind of ties into that. USA Volleyball announced a new initiative to increase boys' participation in the sport starting for the 2022-23 boys' season. The Open Division winner at each of the 2023 boys' bid tournaments will earn free entry to the 2023 Boys Junior National Championship. In addition to entry fees, uh, in addition, the entry fees for the 2023 BJNC have been rolled back. Age, age divisions 12 through 13 will be $700 and 14 through 18 age divisions will be 750. The 2023 boys junior national championship will take place in Salt Lake city, June 29th through July 6th uh, in 2023. For more information, uh, more information can be found at usavolleyball.org. Congratulations to the U.S. men's national team for earning bronze at the Pan American Cup Final Six. The team finished four and three, and this was their second straight bronze medal finish in the event. Libero Mason Briggs was named the tournament's best receiver. You can read more about the tournament, their experience through it uh, at usavolleyball.org. On the beach side, congratulations to two U.S. pairs earning podium finishes in separate events. Molly Turner and Maddie Anderson won gold at the Chiro Marina Futures event. And Corinne Quiggle and Sarah Schirmerhorn took silver at the Espino Challenge event. Uh, learn more about those events, those finishes, those podium finishes from those athletes at usavolleyball.org. All right. That's enough from us on to today's show. We are happy to be joined by U.S. men's sitting national team opposite Zach Up. For anyone who is unfamiliar with Zach, he was born without the lower half of his right arm. At 22, he is the youngest member of the U.S. men's sitting team. He played club volleyball at Pipeline Volleyball Club as well as high school volleyball uh, in 2019, he was awarded best server at the Parapan American Games, where the team won silver and also in that same year was named USA Volleyball Male Sitting Player of the Year. With that little background, we hope you enjoy our conversation with Zach. Here he is. Here's Zach up. Zach, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us. Uh, we had a little bit of uh, technical issues there, but uh, at the start, but glad uh, glad we finally got you here. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Having a having a good day, so it's going well. Awesome. Uh, first thing we, we we like to ask our guests is just you know tell us a little bit about yourself uh, for the listeners who might not know you, might not be familiar with uh, our sitting national teams, but just a little bit of background about you. <laughs> Uh, I mean, my name is Zachary up. Uh, I played, I've been playing volleyball for close to eight, nine years, something like that. Uh, I started playing in, uh, eighth grade. So middle school, uh, I was, I used to live in Chicago, uh, and I went to Wheaton Academy where I played volleyball through high school. Um, I played club volleyball until junior year. Uh, and then 
my senior year was really, I think the year that I started focusing on sitting volleyball, I still played high school, but I decided to stop playing club, uh, to focus on this. So, yeah. How did you start volleyball? It sounded like you started pretty young too. Um, and and play Um, club too, but how did you get into volleyball? So I originally, I was at a tournament a long time ago and somebody had introduced me to sitting volleyball or my more. So my parents, uh, my older brother had played volleyball. Um, so he, it was at one of his club tournaments. Uh, they approached my parents cause they saw me running around, uh, with one arm and were amazed that somebody with one arm is at a volleyball tournament. Um, and, uh, they introduced my parents to it. They sent my parents some video clips of the, uh, of sitting volleyball. And I think that was back probably 2008, 2007, something like that. So a pretty, pretty young. And then, uh, when I was 13 was the first time that I flew down to Oklahoma to start training the sitting or, well, I went to the A2 team, which was the developmental camp. Um, and I was on that team for four years, three years. So, yeah. Wow. So like you have a lot of experience, you know, playing both standing and sitting volleyball. Um, do you have a preference as to, you know, which one you enjoy more? Secret safe with us. You, there's, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. There's definitely some good differences. Uh, I mean, I think sitting is a lot of fun. I personally pass better in sitting, which is a very weird thing because it's a it's a faster sport. It's it's a much more close range. You're kind of just reaction for everything. Everything's just a quick reaction. Uh, but standing's just it's got that thing for hitting for me. I love to jump in the air and feel that just powerful swing. You you get your whole body into it, which I enjoy. Um, I haven't played standing in a while though, and I really should play more of it, but, uh, I sitting is kind of taken over right now. I'm, I'm very, very focused on that. I don't really, I don't want to mess around and get injured or anything crazy like that. So. Mm-hmm. And then, and uh, also kind of circling back on, uh, you know, your high school experience in volleyball, did you play any other sports? I mean, you know, uh, maybe basketball oh, or some other things there. I played, a, I played basketball in like a community for like my park district. But other than that, I mean, I played ball for from T-ball up until seventh grade. And then I made actually eighth grade. So I played volleyball and baseball. And then I chose because at least in Chicago, the seasons are both in the spring. So you can't do both. So I had to make the decision between volleyball or baseball. Mm. uh, And I made the decision. I'm glad I made the decision to play volleyball because, of course, I had a future in it. And baseball, I mean, I was okay at baseball, but, uh, you know, volleyball obviously is what I love. It's my passion. So what, uh, yeah. What stuck with you with volleyball? Why did you, why did you, I mean, you know, what want to continue volleyball past, you know, high school? I think one of the big things is there was the opportunity to, um, I think with a lot of people, it's like they make the decision to either like get that college experience of going there, but there's not always the chance to go professional or to go past college. Like you can still play for fun and things like that, but playing competitively, um, I viewed it as I have this opportunity to go and play for, I could play for another 10 years if I really want to, uh, like some of my teammates are, over the 50s. So I still have a long career, hopefully, in sitting volleyball. So it was something that I knew that I was going to have a future in. 
Mm-hmm. And your talents go, you know, past the athletic fields and courts. Uh, I have a note here that you also play violin as well. Used to long, long time ago. <laughs> that was, I can't remember. I think that was, I, I got interviewed very, when I was a lot younger at some point by somebody. And I had said that cause that was one of the first things that came to mind, but I haven't played that in <laughs> a very long time. And I wasn't very good either. So <laughs> you said it, said it one time in an interview. Now it's with you forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know, you just got to start owning. But like, yeah, I play violin, you know, just yeah, the, no, the then, for the but interview. then someone could be like, right, play a little something for us. <laughs> but actually, uh, I ran out of time. <laughs> no, no, oh, I got to restring my violin. Out. It's a whole thing. No, maybe another time. <laughs> I don't even know. Violin at this point, I don't even own one. It's uh, I never owned one. We just rented one when i was younger so <laughs> well i mean you did mention you are a gamer you know you so see you got the you know mic set up i see the whole little station right there uh talk about that oh man i mean i've always had an interest in video games uh i started out with like a, a cube you know all the old nintendo stuff uh yes. got a ps3 uh played call of duty played a bunch of old cod games um and then when I was 13, me and my dad built PC. Uh, now I'm just, I play a ton of PC. So that's basically my, the one thing I spend a lot of my free time in is just gaming. I used to stream a lot. I don't really stream anymore though. Uh, just taking a break from it. I, it's kind I of weird. It's it's just, streamed, yeah. Um, I wish I did more. I just, it's a, it's a weird thing to switch games very quickly, which I mean, you stream, you know, but, I view streaming as something that I would want to do like as a career. And if I'm not doing it as a career, then it's like, eh, yeah. I want to just sit here with my stream open and not really like have anybody there. It's like, eh, I'd rather just avoid it. I don't want to have to entertain if I'm not yeah. having people there, you know? Yeah. That's tough. Cause then it's, yeah, it's hard to enjoy what you're playing too. I, I imagine, uh, if you're having to like, look at your chat and, and yeah, like you said, entertain as well. It's just a type of gaming and yeah, it's valuable to stream. Um, but just playing games and having like being in a discord with my friends is fun just to hang yeah. out and talk and be able to do whatever I want to. That's another nice part about it. So what are some of your, uh, what are some of your favorite games to play right now? Oh, uh, I'm currently playing the cycle a lot. It's, uh, if you've ever heard of escape from Tarkov, uh, it's like a very similar, uh, style game to that, but, uh, is another big one that I play a lot. Uh, counter strike. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of league of legends. I occasionally play there's I play just a ton of games. If you, if you ask me if I played a game, you'll probably say, yeah, <laughs> I played it at some point, but do you do like mostly those like multiplayer games or do you play any like, yeah. uh, like one player like solo games at all it it kind of depends uh i i have a bad tendency of like buying those games playing them for you know five hours and then not playing them anymore (laughs) uh i did that with elden ring uh i was about to ask if you'd played elden ring uh i i finished (laughs) it probably like a couple months ago but that game, I, I have that game was great. 
I played for a few hours and I just stopped playing because multiplayer <laughs> games just like they yeah. keep my attention. I'm, I'm yeah. able to like I have people to go play them with. So it's like yeah. it always like people force me to play them. Elden Ring. I'm like, oh, I'll play it later. I never get to it, though. I should because it's a good game. It really is a good game. Yeah, it's a long one and, and difficult yeah. too. very difficult. But yeah, I loved it. It was I probably. I'd have to go look. It's over a hundred hours for sure. <laughs> oh, That's not even close to some of the hours I've put onto some of the other games. Oh boy. Over over COVID, I put like three thousand hours into Rocket League. Ooh. It was it was oh, bad. Wow. Oh yeah. I wasn't well, doing anything. It was just yeah. gaming. It was I was stuck inside, you know. Played a lot of Rocket League. Rocket League's so, a fun one. My game. Yeah. Uh, all my friends are playing at the time too so we just it was a wake up play rocket league go to bed you know and there wasn't much going on so you play any Fortnite? <laughs> man i did when it first came out i have not opened or played that game in a long time <laughs> nice that's the one my brothers and i play a lot they live in dallas so it's kind of like our uh how we catch up and stuff it's definitely that's one of the ways that me and my brothers definitely me and my uh oldest brother we played uh league of legends a lot together okay. so we would just hop in a league game and you know play and talk so that it's a great way to connect with people that aren't close by because you can play a game and it gives you something to do while talking to them so it's it's super nice well i could i mean we could talk gaming for an hour more than an hour but let's get back to volleyball a little bit <laughs> here all right, all right um uh, you mentioned earlier uh, you have one arm. Well, actually, you have most of your right arm, uh, but you you play yeah. with the prosthetic uh, arm. Mm -hmm. um, what's that like playing with uh, the prosthetic arm? And then I know you've played with a couple different versions of the arm as well. Uh, I mean, I think it's definitely sitting volleyball is a very hand sport. Um, you use your hands for everything. Uh, so a lot of like... Um, I think there's two people on our team that have some sort of hand disability, Eric Duda and me. Um, and I mean, it's, it's definitely a weakness, which I'm working on strengthening because, you know, blocking is difficult when, you know, your hands are, you're not a moving target when in standing, you're kind of, it's harder to like swing off of your hands in standing. Um, of course people do it and it's possible, but in sitting, you're kind of set in that one spot. You're not necessarily moving around. So it's a lot easier to look at somebody's hands and just go off and go high hands. Uh, so I get tooled a lot. Um, but I have a carbon fiber prosthetic. Um, I have had a couple different hands. Uh, one hand you'll see commonly, and somebody on the women's team is actually currently using it. Uh, Tia, she has. It's like a. It's a skin colored uh, or like a peach colored uh, hand that sort of is curved. It's a, it's too thick. Oh, yeah. uh, the plastic for me, it, or not plastic. It's a rubber, but it doesn't bend. Um, so I, at some point I was approached by somebody to work on making a new hand uh, for volleyball, uh, not necessarily sitting volleyball, but I definitely, uh, I basically was using it a lot. I gave some um, input into it and I enjoy it because I'm able to set the ball really, really well. Cause it kind of compresses as the, um, ball basically hits the top of it it kind of compresses down and then i'm able to control that a little bit versus the other one where it would kind of just bounce off of it um so it's kind of springy i guess would be a way to put it 
That's um, when you mentioned, you know, you were working with someone to to develop a hand. Uh, it's super interesting. How does that process work? Are they like in the gym with you? Are they like tracking your movements? Like what, how, how does that work? So it, it was it wasn't super in depth. Uh, they basically sent me a trial one um, that they had already done a ton of like work on. Uh, but I gave a little bit of input on uh, basically like I think the original one they sent was very hard and I was, I gave the input that, you know, I think that it could be a little bit, um, what's the word? A little bit less dense would be, mm. I think the best word that I could use for it so that it can spring a little bit more. Cause, uh, I had the same issue with the other one, except this one's a little bit bigger. So it was definitely an upgrade, but I still was missing that little bit of spring that I knew that I wanted. Um, and then once I got it, it was, I haven't changed. I've bought a couple of them because they do break uh, over a lot of use, uh, especially when pushing off of the floor. I'm basically putting my weight onto it and then pushing. So it, it's a lot of compression and decompression. Oh, I just had a thought, but it, it left while Clarence was pulling up the questions. If it comes to me, I'll, I'll bring it back up. Okay. Dang it. <laughs> it was a good question. Um, We'll circle back to that. I'll change gears and want to ask, because yeah. I know you guys, uh, uh, the men's sitting team, you know, you just competed, uh, you know, for the first time uh, at the Dutch tournament uh, this this past month or this month, actually, sorry. Um, how How is that? You know, just kind of getting back together and, you know, how's the morale? How was the competition and experience overall? I mean, I think that we definitely, it, it was... <laughs> kind of it was our first tournament in a really long time since uh last chance qualifiers in germany of i think it was july of 2021 so pretty much almost a year uh and i think we we did a really good job uh, i definitely think we didn't maximize our opportunities um which definitely was unfortunate but i think that we we did a good job at making sure that we were focused on what we needed to do there. And we, we did what we had to, we didn't, our, our record wasn't the best, but against some of the top teams in the world, like Brazil, Germany, uh, Kazakhstan, who is, is a very growing team and they're improving crazy fast. Um, we're, we're definitely picking up uh, where we left off and we're only trying to improve from there and kind of make ourselves one of those teams. And I mean, we took, we didn't really take any games, but we had multiple games. Well, I think we had one or two sets that uh, were super close. I mean, 24, 26, you know, I, it was, there were numerous times where we would get so close and then lose in the end. But a lot of that comes down to the beginning of the game where we're down eight to two uh, in the first 10 points. So if we would have changed that up and, you know, gone ahead in the first if we would have been up eight to two, you know, the end of the game would have been that close. So we're, we're we definitely have some things to work on, but I'm, I'm really hopeful. I think that we can definitely uh, get there. Mm -hmm. That's good to hear. Are, are there any, any new players you want to kind of spotlight or highlight that, you know, are starting to take the, uh, the team by storm and just kind of mesh really well with overall, with the overall culture you guys have. I mean, I think that we, we have some new guys and I think they're, they're definitely like, we have, actually one new guy, Hadi, who, uh, I mean, he's definitely getting there. He, I think he played originally on the Iraqi team or I think so. Um, 
but he recently became, or not recently, but he's been in the U S for a few years and he decided to come and join our team. And I mean, I think he definitely has, uh, our team kind of functions a little bit differently than maybe some other teams might. Um, so, and especially in the world, I think that our team focuses on movement a lot more than other teams, um, where they might just reach out and go for one hand and just get the ball to target or just to hit the ball up. Uh, we're a lot more focused on moving to that ball to get the perfect pass. Um, so it's, it's kind of trying to get them or him to realize like, Hey, we need to get there. We need to move to this ball to get this ball. We need to hustle for it. And I'm not saying that he doesn't hustle. He puts in some hard work. He chases after some balls, but you know, we're, we're trying to make sure that everyone has that mentality, not just the yeah. one or two people. It's, it's gotta be a team effort. Um, but yeah, I mean, and we have some people in the developmental camp that are also looking real good that I'm I'm hoping we can, you know, pull up and and use as well. Because, I mean, a lot of our team is getting older and we're, and I'm not saying that people are going to start retiring, but we definitely, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get some younger guys in here because I think the next closest person is 29. And then after that, it's 36, 37, something along those lines. So... <laughs> I'm definitely looking to find some younger guys my age. Yeah. Well, I wanted to uh, ask you about that because uh, you're 22, right? Is that, is that right? Correct. Yep. And then, you, yeah, you mentioned the 29 year old and then you talked about guys that, you know, some in their fifties earlier when uh, you mentioned, but what's it like, you know, playing with that age difference and playing with uh, those guys who are, you know, in their forties and fifties <laughs> on and off the court. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the court, it's definitely uh, it's a different experience than playing like high school because high school volleyball, it's like everyone's at sort of the same maturity level. Everyone kind of like is similar to their experience level of how long they've been playing. Like, and even if it's a year or two difference, it's, it doesn't make that much of a difference. But some of the guys on this team have been playing Paralympic volleyball since 2000. I think Chris Silkop has been playing standing volleyball back when standing volleyball was a Paralympic sport. Um, since I was born, like he, I think he was in Athens. So pretty much when I was born, he, he was playing. <laughs> so it, it's a, it, it's a different experience and uh, off the court. I mean, it's definitely a generational thing. I mean, they, they could literally be my parents. So it, I'm glad that, that none of them have really taken like a, like they're of course like more adults and, you know, definitely they have kids and, you know, are per very, very professional, but, uh, they're, you know, they're, they treat me like one of the guys too. It's not like I'm, you know, the, the kid, I, I used to be the kid. I've kind of grown out of that. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The, I've been around the team a couple times, a few times. They're, they're a great group of guys and they, the, I love this, the, the jokes that they played on each other, like constantly <laughs> have there uh, a lot of the, any pranks uh, on you. No, not, they're not really about pranks. They're more so just jokes that go right over my head. <laughs> they like to pull movie quotes that I've never seen and they expect me to see. And they just all go right over my head because it's it's movies that were came out when I was like five or six. And they're like, yeah, I've seen it 30 times. And I'm like, I haven't ever watched it. And they're like, you should know that. I'm like, well, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you teach each other things like, you know, you teach them some of the new. Oh, yeah. The new, the new lingo that the kids are using. Yep. using yep. Yep. They teach I you old movies, classic movies. Yeah. That's cool. I, I definitely, uh, 
a lot of the new stuff that you know a lot of new memes and things like that they're like what does this mean i have to explain it to them <laughs> like i got this all right listen up yeah. <laughs> this is this is my job i'll, I'll get this it's called tiktok and here's what you yeah do. <laughs> oh yeah i i had to go through that path a while ago to teach them how to use it now they're all using it so Love they that. all send each other videos and stuff it's funny <laughs> that is hilarious yeah <laughs> But uh, uh, the, the question I, I just remembered, sorry, Clarence, I just remembered. No, go ahead. Ask was, it. Um, you have a photo on your Instagram of your prosthetic, like flying off as you're doing, as you're blocking. I oh, think yeah. probably when you're in high school, maybe playing club. I'm not sure. Yep. Uh, but I, uh, tell, yeah, oh, I, what man. happened there? Tell us about that story. And, and, you know, any other funny moments like that happen? Um, so that was at a tournament. Um, and <laughs> this story, it, it makes me laugh so hard. Uh, so I don't remember. It was at the end of a match and it's a pretty close match and I'm super sweaty. And like my sleeve that I have was getting super, super sweaty. Uh, and I jump up to go block a ball and their best outside hitter decides to swing as hard as he can right at my arm. And it just goes flying behind me. And picture taken at the perfect time but my arm lands right behind me it hits the floor and everyone in the entire gym goes dead silent and just jaws drop like i don't know what oh, to I do i can here. imagine the reaction <laughs> like, like from farther away like in the stands like yeah like what just everyone happened? in the what? stands like all the parents are just like i don't know what to do here um, okay. And my parents are kind of up in the back a little bit up in the top in the back and they're just laughing so hard and everyone kind of, I'm like looking at them laughing, but everyone in the stands kind of turns around and looks <laughs> at them. And then they all start joining in the laugh and the ref was super confused. Cause what is that like an injury? Like how, what do you call like, um, okay. Yeah. Just, so I had to run off the court. I had to, you know, wipe off my sleeve, put it back on. It, it took a couple minutes, but it, it was at the end of the match too. So it was like, I think it was four or five more points and the game was over. So it was, it was yeah, definitely a funny moment. That's that, that's awesome. I bet that's something, you know, the refs probably don't, you know, come into very often and they're, you know, there's nothing in the rules about this. What do we do? Like, yeah. Send a timeout maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know if they made us take a timeout. I think that was just like, uh, yeah, go ahead. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you need to do. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I can, I, the crowd I'm sure was just like, uh, couldn't believe what happened like, and, and didn't probably didn't even know what happened or didn't understand well, what happened. One of the funny things is, is in baseball, I used to got, get a lot of reactions of until I batted because I, I also use a prosthetic to uh, bat in baseball. Okay. Um, but people wouldn't realize that I had one arm until I batted. And I used to have a prosthetic that I would be able to take off pretty easily. So I used to um, swing, hit the ball. And then as I was running to first base, rip the entire attachment off of my arm and then throw it to the side. So you would just see a bat with like this <laughs> prosthetic arm attached to it go flying. Um, and that would always get some people a little confused. Uh, and people would walk to my parents and be like, I didn't even realize that he had one arm until after, you know, he batted. And that was it was always so funny to hear those stories. That is funny. Yeah. Get, probably gets in the mind of your opponents a little bit, too. Yeah. 
shakes them a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I mean, I used to, I used to be a pitcher in first baseman. So I'm sure when I was pitching against them, they were like, oh, I can't, I'm sure this guy isn't anything. And then, you know, strike them out a couple of times and they learn. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. All right. I do want to circle back to, you know, your experience with the team and, you know, I just want to ask, you know, what, you know, short and long-term goals do you guys have moving forward for, you know, this next quad? Um, I mean, world's here coming up, uh, in Bosnia, at least for right now, uh, which is in November. Um, I mean, I think that, Oh, looks like we lost somebody maybe. Um, I think for, I don't know if I try to keep going. Oh, he's back. Okay. Sorry. Um, I think that we're short term, definitely worlds. Uh, I mean, Bosnia is as a country, a good country there. I think they were number two or number three at, uh, Tokyo. Um, so they're just a really good team to begin with. I think that worlds is not necessarily going to be about getting the bid to, uh, the Paralympics, but it's going to be about getting experience for us. Um, it's going to be about playing the best teams in the world and we're going to try and place as well as we can, of course. But, um, I think that just getting that experience against these top teams is what's really important for us. Cause, um, our region on our side of the world, isn't as strong necessarily as the European side. Uh, and it's also a lot closer. So teams can drive four hours to go play some of the best teams in the world where we have to fly, uh, either to Brazil or go play Canada, uh, which is another pretty long flight. So it's, it, it isn't as easy to just get that game experience as much as we need uh, to improve to, to the level that we need to be. So just getting those opportunities and getting the amount of games played is huge for us. Um, and then long-term goals is, of course, Paris. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but oh, um, I think one of our main goals is... Yeah. We have to beat Brazil uh, at the Parapanams or the Parapanam equivalents. Uh, and if we can do that, then we'll get a bid. Um, so I think our, our huge focus right now is just beating Brazil uh, just to get into that. And then after we can focus on the rest of and what we're going to do in the Paralympics. But right now it's just Brazil, 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 Brazil. Uh, you mentioned uh, just, you know, getting experience is like forefront right now for, for your team, um, for, for the team. And then, you know, Paris is your long-term goal, uh, for the program based on, based on some of the teams that you've faced, um, you know, even just recently in this Dutch tournament, what do you think is that next step for the men's team to, you know, make that Paralympic goal? I think um, one of the big things is just consistency. I think that a lot of the times we we get into these tight, close matches with these good teams and a lot of our fundamentals kind of fall apart. Uh, we start to, you know, roll shot or start taking a, a different approach versus what we've done for the entire match, which has gotten us this close. Um, but we tend to start to not fall apart necessarily. We're still playing volleyball. It's just, uh, we're trying to stay alive instead of trying to win. Um, and I think just, just getting that, that experience of playing against those teams consistently and making it less of a, like, even if we're in those tight matches, it's not as nerve wracking. Um, I think is, is a huge part of it. 
what, um, you know, from based on like from where you first started uh, with the sitting team and to where you are now, where do you think you've improved the most? Uh, was there something like a, maybe a certain skill that, you know, maybe didn't click before, but, you know, has clicked now? I mean, I think one of the biggest differences between standing and sitting is the movement factor. Uh, it's it's probably the hardest thing to get used to. You could be one of the best volleyball players in the world. And then you sit down and it becomes difficult because you're using your hands to move instead of your feet. So, but you need your, your hands to pass and set. So it's going from being able to move to a ball to getting your hands off the ground to pass and set and to swing and all those things. Um, so it, it's a, I would say movement is one of the big things that I've been working a ton on. Um, and just trying to get better at. Yeah, I've, I've gotten, I've been able to play a couple of times. We've done like, uh, some staff events, uh, and gotten to go to the training center in Colorado Springs and play. And that, I agree that that's the toughest thing. And it's like a mental thing where you're like, yep, you're, you're used to, you know, walking with your legs, but now you have to basically walk with your hands and your arms. Uh, that's, I mean, that's how I thought about it. Mm-hmm it's kind of like crab walking. It's like such yeah, an odd yeah. thing to be good at. Like, like you just all of a sudden <laughs> become good at it cause you do it so much, but, um, it, it's also just, it's a, it's a whole different, like it's a, it's a different game and it's, it takes a lot to get used to. Uh, it takes some, it takes a while. Uh, I think that, that's probably the one thing and that's why it's hard to get new players in is because they experience that that movement part of it and they expect to be you know uh it's they expect it to be easy and then they realize oh geez this kind of this isn't easy anymore so i mean i think that we'll we'll find some people we need to because i want i want some friends i want some some young guys it's some, you know, young, some young guys in there yeah some young blood <laughs> i don't want to be the youngest anymore but don't um, give you old movie references you know <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah um uh yeah you know just speaking of just you know trying to get new players what why do you think you know anyone should try sitting volleyball i know i've seen like a lot of clubs like junior clubs like have sitting volleyball nights and they'll, you know, lower the net and play sitting volleyball and they just enjoy the heck out of it. But what, why do you think they should try it? I think sitting volleyball is, is a great experience and it really actually makes you, I I think it makes you better at standing volleyball because it's a faster game. So you have to react faster. So then when you go back to standing, it all of a sudden becomes a slower game. Uh, Cause you know, the net's shorter, the balls are going less distance. They're not going as high. Uh, so at least when you're playing sitting volleyball, your everything is so much more fast paced. You have to do things quicker. And once you get used to that quickness of the sport, going back to standing, it becomes a slower game. You can focus more on your small techniques that you need. Cause you have a lot more time to, you know, do those techniques when the ball is moving, not necessarily slower, but more time. I don't know. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed it. I, I really want to, my schedule always like doesn't allow for it usually, but hopefully next year I can get back to opens and play in the sitting division. I really want to. That would be awesome. I, I really, I enjoy when we have a big turn up for those. Cause I think everybody enjoys it and it's, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Well, Zach, thank you so much for for taking the time to sit down with us. Uh, we, as you can tell, we had a lot of issues. Clarence, I think, dropped off, uh, but yeah. I think we're good. I didn't see the recording ever stop, so hopefully we're good. Okay. We'll let you know if if there are any issues. But before we let you go, is there anything else that you you want to talk about or anything you want to share that we left on the table? Maybe. Not really. I'm, I'm, uh, this was awesome. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Really enjoyed our conversation and uh, yeah, we're excited for worlds too. We'll be cheering you on. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Of course. Thank you very much. What a awesome conversation we had there with Zach. Uh, love again, we talk about it all the time, but love hearing all of our guests talk about their introduction to volleyball. And, you know, he talked specifically about his introduction to sitting um, where he was just running around at his brother's club tournament and was discovered uh, there by, I think he said a coach or maybe a club director. Um, someone at the event came up to him and uh, just saw him running around playing volleyball with one arm and uh, just couldn't believe it. So they, went over, talked to his parents and uh, told them about sitting volleyball. So I think that's awesome. And something we see quite often. Um, I know I just did at, you know, the girls national championships, junior national championships that I was at. Uh, there's siblings running around everywhere playing volleyball or, you know, peppering or whatever. And uh, you just, you know, you imagine, you know, how many of those kids are going to grow up and play volleyball too uh, at any level. So Really cool to hear Zach talk about that introduction to sitting and uh, just a reminder for for all of us who are at events, volleyball events or any, you know, sporting events, wherever. Uh, if you see, you know, a kid or, or anyone, person with disabilities, um, go up and talk to them. Tell them about adaptive sports. Tell them about sitting volleyball. Um you know, they may not have heard about it. They, they may not know what it is, um, may have never seen, you know, the Paralympics or anything like that. But uh, let them know about it. Let them know it's out there. And, um, you know, our sitting programs are always looking for recruits and and filling their pipeline with with athletes uh, so that they can train uh, to eventually be Paralympic hopefuls. So uh, that was yeah, that's just a nice reminder for us uh, with Zach's story there. But. Yeah. Again, with the, you know, talking, uh, it's <laughs> love hearing Zach talk about the age difference between, uh, him and most of his teammates, you know, are, are way older than him. He's 22 years old. I think he said the next guy up was 29. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, like Zach said, let's, let's get some uh, more recruits in there, some younger people in there. So he doesn't have to keep explaining what TikTok is. <laughs> uh, but that was, that was awesome to hear him talk about that and cool that, you know, they can, even with that age difference, they still get along and, uh, they teach each other things too, which I think is great. Um, the, the story about the, his prosthetic limb flying off uh, during a high school match. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine what those, I think I kept saying it in our, in, in our conversation, but what those, what the crowd was thinking when they saw that happen in real life. But that's definitely an awesome story. And uh, we did track down a photo thanks to uh, one of our coworkers, Elliot Blake, who works with the sitting teams. Uh, he found that photo for us. So we're going to definitely have that for a promo. So look forward to that, to seeing that. But yeah, thank you again, Zach, for for taking the time and working through some technical difficulties through our conversation. I know we lost Clarence there at the end, uh, but really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, if you have questions for Zach, 
uh, you might, you know, interested in his journey or interested in sitting volleyball, uh, give him a follow uh, on Instagram at Zach up that Z a C H U P P. Uh, you can follow him there and you can follow the U S men's sitting team at USCV underscore sitting underscore M N T. If you want to learn more about sitting volleyball, you can visit usavolleyball.org or even go back and listen to some of our past episodes. Uh, you know, sitting focused episodes like episode five with Kaleo McClay, episode six, uh, right after that with Greg Walker and Rod Green from our U.S. men's sitting team and even episode 14 with Emma Sheik. Uh, definitely check those out. Learn more about sitting and visit usavolleyball.org to learn more about our program. Let's move on to upcoming events. The 2022 Norseka U19 Girls Pan American Cup is underway right now in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The U.S. Girls U19 National Team is there competing through July 23rd. Admission is free to the event, so if you're in the area, go check it out. And you can find more info at usavolleyball.org. And you can watch for free on Baller TV. And speaking of being in the area, in the area of Tulsa, Oklahoma, the 2022 USA Volleyball All-Star Championship begins today. Uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, July 20th through July 23rd in Tulsa, Oklahoma, watch live on Baller TV. And you can find more event details at usavolleyball.org. The 2022 USA Volleyball Beach National Championship uh, is, will take place July 26th through the 28th in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You can learn more about the event, more event details at usavolleyball.org. And also in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, right after that event, immediately following the Beach National Championship, the 2022 U.S. Beach Club Championship, July 29th through the 31st, uh, like I said, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. No bid required for the event. Open to boys and girls, 12U through 18U. Learn more at usavolleyball.org. The U.S. men's national team is in the Volleyball Nations League final round. Their play, they play their quarterfinal match against Brazil uh, today. If you're listening to this on July 20th uh, at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, so, you know, depending where you, when you listen to this, you might already know the results or it might be going on right now. Uh, but if the team wins, they will advance to the semifinals on Saturday, July 23rd. Stay tuned to usavolleyball.org and USA Volleyball social media for updates, results, and info on that event. You can watch it live on volleyballworld.tv. Subscription required. Reminder, listeners, you can rate, review, share with friends, family, teammates. It really, really helps this podcast grow and reach new listeners. We are seeing the support come in. So thank you so much for listening and sharing our podcast here. If you want to chat with us, uh, maybe you know a club that should be featured on our podcast. You can email us at the USAV show at usav.org. Leave us feedback. Let us know how we're doing, uh, what future topics, maybe future guests that you want to hear from. Let us know. Email us at the USAV show at usav.org. Reminder, listeners, new episodes drop every other week. And until next time, thank you for listening to the USA Volleyball Show, the official podcast of USA Volleyball. This has been the USA Volleyball Show with Clarence Hughes and Stephen Munson. Produced by Curtis Ward. Our content producers are Kyle Scholzen and Laura Fawcett. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate and review 
And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the USA Volleyball Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.